Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get side of Vaughn. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello. Glad tidings. Well wishes. Merry Christmas. Reading FC picking up three points as Santa, well, nope, Andy Carroll and Tom Ince deliver as a win after Boxing Day. Today's podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food as always hosting a New Year's Eve event in a couple of days' time. If you haven't got a ticket, get online and go and get one. I think it's £6 for entry, uh, and you get a free drink included in that. That's a bargain on New Year's Eve in Central Reading. Cannot go wrong. Been joined to discuss our three points and victory by Paul Mann. Paul, how was your Christmas? It's pretty good, actually. Spent it with mother-in-law in uh, absolute filthy Thatcham, as we all know it. Um, yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. Ate too much, drank too much, and I will be continuing now until about January the 2nd on the same uh, kind of pattern. How was yours, you've got, you've got your dance foam finger as well. With, uh, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. So if, you, if you do hear any chance from about 2012, those are probably coming from Paul at some point during the middle of the Absolutely podcast. love the darts. Darts. Christmas is darts. Once the darts starts, it is officially Christmas. I mean... If you are a follower of the darts at the World Championship, at the greatest sporting event in the world, you will associate with what I'm saying. And on the other end, I've got Matt Lansley. Matt, are you a darts fan or just a Christmas fan in general? No, massive darts fan. Who who doesn't like the darts? You know, th- 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 this this time of year, Chris, Christmas feet. Christmas fixtures, you know, chance of 180 and it, uh, it's just, it's magical. You know, I still need to get there though. I need to get to Ali Pali for the darts. Um, I'm seeing more and more people on Twitter getting there, um, naming no names. And I just, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll need, we'll need to get a trip up there at some point because yeah, it's, uh, it's not, nothing, nothing beats it this time of year. That's Christmas 2023 sorted for Matt Lansley right there. <laughs> But how was yours, Alex? This is what yes. we need to know. Oh, my Christmas was was good. I've uh, yeah, seemed to have got a lot of shower gel for Christmas, as every year, and everybody seems to get shower gel. I hope that's not a comment. No, I don't know. <laughs> like... I was a little bit worried, but yeah, just uh, enjoyable time with family and watching a lot of football, and then getting to head down to the SCL Fortress, as it's now becoming known. Fortress yesterday. SCL. Yes, yeah. it's got a nice ring. Really no, it doesn't. <laughs> second in the home form table after yesterday which is uh remarkable considering our, our terrible home record over the last few years 
let's discuss. Paul, we did make some changes yesterday. Tom Holmes was back in the lineup. Junior Hoylett came back in at right back. And Andy Carroll started up top with Yakimete. Thoughts on the lineup yesterday? I think it's got to the point with Reading FC that you just think somehow we're just getting wins. I don't know how we're doing it at home sometimes. And you watch us and I'm not totally convinced. And not that that really matters. It's all about the points. But when you see the lineup, I'm always a little bit sad when Lucas Jow isn't in there. Uh, it always makes me feel a little bit, oh, why aren't we playing? But you got to say, Andy Carroll playing worked out, didn't it? I mean, he's got the goal. He's won us a penalty. If you're the manager, you say, I've made the right call. Yeah, I guess if you're Paul Ince, that's probably the way you have to look at it, right? He did score. He did win a penalty. I think outside of those moments, which were clearly very big moments, how much did he contribute to the game? I would argue not necessarily that much. And I, my, my opinion is that his him being on the field is just ends up with the two various styles of football that we're trying to play, and he doesn't really fit into either of them at the moment, uh, which worries me. I can't disagree with that, to be honest, but I'm just being Christmas spirit there. <laughs> I, 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 I I can disagree with it personally, and I know oh, me and oh, Alex have had... Big fan here. This is like well, official Not an official fan club member, but um, I know... I, He's he's not a perfect player, you know. I think I, I think we all know Andy Carroll has his limitations, but I think just like like yesterday, he seemed to be linking up the play. Well, actually, maybe maybe not linking up the play, but I mean, like it's almost like when he when he when he plays, he's going to win the flick-ons, and nobody actually gets on the end of them. You know, you need to have Tom Ince or somebody running onto them. I don't think them, he is it? though. I don't think he's winning the flick-ons anymore. He wins quite a lot of them. I think. I like. I think for for, for me, say that he played poorly yesterday. I think would be. I know we'll go on to the, the game, but I think it's... it's. I don't think it's necessarily that Carroll plays poorly, but I just think he doesn't fit the way that we're trying to play. But that's it's a discussion for another time because we'll otherwise we'll spend an hour talking about Christmas carols and not actually talk about the rest of the football because Reading... It's pies. Oh, that's sorry, pies. sorry, sorry. I had to get that one in. Sorry, you mentioned Christmas carols. I had to get in an ince pie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Reading did have a pretty good start to the game, Matt. Um, first 10 minutes, I think we were probably the better side for the first 10 or 15 minutes. A couple of corners won by Yakimete. Uh, I think he was very lively for the first, yeah, 15 or 20 minutes. And he created the first chance for Andy Carroll with a quick counter-attack down the left-hand side and the cross that he put in was a fantastic piece of footwork by him to somehow get the cross in I have no idea how he managed it and the header from Carroll was it was a good header but it was always going to be a very tough chance because he's 12 13 yards out and, and trying to put it past the keeper from that far yeah and he's he's kind of on his way back as well he's kind of trying to angle angle his body backwards and flick the ball in the opposite direction i mean the fact he he was able to get it on target i think was a really it was a good effort from from carol by by all accounts i'd say but um but i i think for for me it it was it was an interesting first first 25 minutes for yak because i think he had some good moments, but then there was also some touches and kind of just that, that was just, I guess you get what 
you've got to take the rough with the green with Yaki Mate because you know sometimes he's going to take a ridiculously heavy touch and almost put it out for a for a goal kick or a throw. Um, but but I mean it's that 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 one particular particular moment it was it was a good i mean I, do, do you guys not agree with that there, there, there's a lot of shaking shaking the head with, with no I'm, I'm laughing at rough with the green still sorry i've never oh. heard rough with the green i think it's rough with the smooth Landry, oh rough with the we'll, smooth i'll, I'll, I'll let that one go before, uh, before <laughs> paul has a meltdown again um yeah i think mate was very lively for the first 25 minutes but as you say you kind of get what you get with Yakimete. He, he'll have two or three really good touches followed by two shockers and the two really good cut touches do cancel out the bad ones um mm. Swansea did come into it there was a really good one-on-one which Lumley made a save from Paul Lumley I think because I think he gets a lot of criticism still from people outside the club especially from this expected shot saved stat, because he sits, I think it's bottom or second bottom of the table um, in this in this stat, and he gets a lot of criticism for it. But this was a decent save from a one-on-one. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Um, he's out quickly. He gets to the ball. I mean, Swansea a little bit fortunate the way the ball comes to him. The through ball's played to Perrin, and Holmes tries to clear it, slightly miskicks it. There's no, like... Um, Nothing um, bad on Pearl Holmes there. He's in a really awkward position. It falls to the striker, and you'd probably say if that's a Reading player, you want him to score there. You desperately want him to score. He's hit it straight at him, but if the goalie isn't out as quick as he is there, he isn't going to save that. So, yeah, full credit to Lumley. And I did also notice that he then gave a volley of abuse to the Swansea player after he missed. And there's some of me that absolutely loves that. In fact, it's all with me. Every single... Part of my being loves that because it's what we need more in the team, isn't it? Is those absolute shithouses that kind of get those extra edge of psychology over players. It, will it work every week? No, it won't. But Joe Lumley is a little bit mate-ish, isn't he? He's going to do some fantastic things. And then you think, what are you doing there? You just have to accept that. I think I think one of the biggest things as well with that save was actually the follow up that he did um, to actually scoop it away from from the foot because I mean the first save the first save's good I mean it's 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 straight it's straight at him like 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 say if if you if you if that's a Reading player you desperately want him to score that it's a big big miss but like the follow up from him the the speed and pace to get get out to the ball and you know a firm swipe away I know it ends at the foot of a uh, um, foot of a Swansea player but I mean he's he's in a angle where you know he's not really ever going to score so you know i think all credit to to lumley there and 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 like you say i mean it, it, it was a common theme with um with lumley throughout the game seemingly i don't know if he's got history with swansea but um but him and the swansea fans were kind of going at it a lot of the time him and the swansea players he had a couple of alter- altercations it's yeah you ask about history but i think it might just be that lumley just he loves it, doesn't he? Merchant, isn't he? he? Let's is. be honest. Uh, and we love I think him for if, it. If he was if he was playing for another team and he did that against us, I'd be I'd be fuming as well because uh, he seems to frustrate away fans every other week when we're playing at home and winning because he time wastes and celebrates in front of the away fans and they don't like it. And I get why, but ultimately it's very funny to watch. So I hope he keeps doing it. We did get a free kick on the right hand side a minute later good piece of skill from Yakimete to win the free kick and ball gets crossed in from the right-hand side by, by Tom Ince, Paul. The punch out from the Swansea keeper here is, is not that good. Let's be honest. It's, in fact, it's bad. 
from from the Swansea keeper. And it falls to falls to Andy Carroll, who manages to score his foot. And I was trying to remember before we started recording. I can't really remember Cow scoring with his foot, except for against Swansea last season. No, he scored one late one um, about six or seven weeks ago. And... Oh, of course, the one that Long crossed into him. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the one he scored. Yeah, I don't, don't think he scored many others with his... Ah, uh, yeah, the Swansea one, the away was the only one. But yeah, the goalkeeper is fantastic, Ben. I mean, that's poor goalkeeping, isn't it? I mean, you, you can't say anything else uh, but that. A... Could he have caught it? Possibly not. But the punch away has got to go much further than that, hasn't it? Or it's got to go at an angle, not right into the centre of the penalty area. I mean, I love it. It's perfect for us. And Carroll takes it well. Not a perfect strike, but he hits it hard enough, gets it on target, and that's all you can do there. I think Andy Carroll does well there because he thinks, pulls the defender into thinking that he's going to go attracted to the ball initially but he just comes out and waits for that kind of drop of the ball and he takes it so that's the moment you want from a player I know we were talking about his link-up play earlier and yeah it doesn't help the team I understand that completely Lucas Jow's much better but I don't know it's you just got to accept he's going to rotate it and it's what Ince wants to do it's frustrating sometimes I feel it was a good piece of movement by by Carroll for the goal Mm. I agree because he does make the move to go into the six-yard box and then pulls away just as the ball's coming in, um, which is completely what you wouldn't expect Fand Carroll to be doing when the ball's being crossed in. So, it's yeah, it's a good piece of movement for him to to kind of create that chance for himself, certainly. I think I, I think the intelligence from him is is brilliant on that. You know, I mean, it's like 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 you guys said, that the punch away is feeble, but I think, he you know, he starts to back away the minute he can see that the ball isn't going to be headed. You know, you can see the keepers coming for it and he just positions himself in a, in a good enough area with, with, with space around him. And I mean, I mean, you might say that he's lucky that, you know, the ball's come to him, you know, on another day, the keeper might be able to get a firm punch on that and it goes 20, 30 yards. But, but, you know, the, the, the actual movement of him to, to, to pull away there is, is brilliant. Um, and, I mean, I think I sent. There's an even funnier, but there's a video online now um, from from a vlog of a Swansea fan who thought the foul from Yakumate was never a foul. Um, I mean, it was it was probably the biggest foul you probably see on the pitch on that day. How on earth they've come away thinking that that wasn't a foul? I don't know, but I had to get that one in because it was hundred percent just... a foul. There's absolutely he no swipes debate. away his legs. It's not like a horrendous foul. It's not like a sending off or anything silly like that. <laughs> But it's a foul. It's cynical, it is. isn't it? He knows what it's, he's it's, doing completely. Yeah. It's cynical. He knows what he's doing. Um, and also, if you watch the video back of the celebration, I've only just noticed it. You can see the groundsman in the little, um, uh, what's it, the, the access way in the corner of the uh, stadium. And you see them all celebrating. It's lovely. Uh, the one the one video that I did see of a Swansea fan yesterday was of, I think, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's the same guy who had a whinge about Andy Carroll scoring at their place last season. And of course, his only comment is Andy Carroll again. Well, what, they must what, hate Andy was it? Well, well, he he's he scored. I think it's eight in fourteen against them. Which I mean, I know we talked about Andy Carroll coming back into the starting lineup, but I mean, if you've got a player that scores that much against a certain team, do you just play them anyway? Because it's it's. I know it it should never matter. It's a different team. It's a different time. But it's like there's these weird things in football, right? Where where some players, some teams, we've had it with Swansea for years, you know, we've only beaten them, was it twice now in like in 15 odd years, you know? It's Andy Andy Johnson for me, always scored against Reading. Yeah. 
So exactly, exactly. So it's like you know, some players. Do, do I, think... see, I do see your point, Matt. Do see your point. We did have a chance to make it two 0 very, very quickly after. I think it was two minutes after the goal. Um, the ball comes across from a corner. I think it's Junior Hoyler taking the corner. And as soon as the corner's taken, Andy Carroll goes down. I think this is a penalty pretty much every day of the week. I, I can't see why it would never be given as a penalty. Um, the penalty itself was not very good. I I think it's somewhere on the M4. Paul, I don't know where you think the, the Akimete's penalties ended up, but it just was bad, wasn't it? Uh, it was shit, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's just dreadful. Um, we all love Yaku Mate, and he has scored penalties before. But as you pointed out before we started recording, he hasn't scored one for years now, Alex. I I, I didn't realise that at all. But yeah, that was a really bad one. And three, December twenty nineteen was the last time he scored. So okay, yeah, that is a, uh, a long time ago and much longer than I thought. I mean, I think most people in the stadium would be thinking, okay, so Carroll's going to take this now. He scored. He's won the penalty, a ridiculous pullback by Fulton as well. He's just panicked there slightly. But, yeah, yeah, a terrible penalty. Um, unfortunately, it brings flashbacks of a certain penalty from an, a player who we're not going to talk about because it's still giving me trauma. But, um, yeah, it wasn't good, was it, Matt? It, it was just abysmal. How much How much has Yaku Mate paid you both to, to, to say that it wasn't good? Just to finish it, it wasn't good. It was abysmal. I mean, I like, like, like I, mean, was... I don't know what more you want. <laughs> Actually, no, that that's a fair point. Yeah, no, it, it was it like I, I've I've not seen a penalty be missed by like I mean I know he shan't be named um, did miss one by by some distance, but I mean this is in a different atmosphere. So you know that that's up with that's up in in orbit now. That penalty, it was. I mean, it was dreadful. Like I kind of, I mean, Paul Lynch touched on it after the game on the penalty takers, didn't he? That kind of at the moment, it's just that he he we lets the one. players. We we, we 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 yeah yeah you know we don't have a designated penalty taker pulling I mean, the players. I was just looking like while you two were speaking at, at the records of other players who, who were playing last night at their penalty record. Andy Carroll has only ever taken four penalties in his whole career. So as much as everybody was saying, oh, I expect Carroll to, take, he doesn't take penalties. But he scored his last one for us, or his only one. He, yes, so, he I scored mean... his only one for us. Yes, and then but yeah. before that, his last penalty was six years ago. Tom Ince takes oh, penalties though, doesn't he? I think, or is he? Is and, that another misconception? And then Ince hasn't. Yeah, Tom Ince hasn't taken a penalty since 2017. So oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's a difficult one because there just isn't a penalty taker in that team, particularly. Not not um, not if Shaw's off the off. Yeah, if off you the don't pitch. have Lucas Shaw on the field, I, I and probably Shane Long as well. I would have mm. maybe put up there, but there isn't a designated penalty taker in that starting eleven from last would, night. As far as would I you can would you though would on. you would you would you rather them do what they're doing at the moment though, and just like actually just whoever's on the pitch, you know whoever feels good? Because what um uh, what was it? I think I think he said that you know Carol Carol was going to take it, but Yak said that he felt good, so Carol let him let him take the ball and let him put it down. I'd like. Would you rather just have a set penalty taker, or would you rather you know the player that feels up for it take it? hundred percent. I think you need to know who's going to take your penalties before the match starts because. If that's a specialist skill, isn't it? We've seen it repeatedly when we've had good penalty takers. And now Mate has been taken off penalties uh, 
Paul Ince was not impressed with that penalty at all in the slightest. I don't think anyone was, were they? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, who I knows? Agree. Like, uh, basing it on feelings and vibes is not the way to try and pick your penalty today. For it. Like, you... <laughs> Life's all you, about you vibes. Do it in training. All about like, you do it in training. You should know who the best penalty takers are in the, in the team. Go with them. If, Whether, if, if, for all we know, Yakimate might be the best penalty taker in that starting 11 from last night. I, I really don't know because we don't see any of the other state penalties particularly. But yeah, the penalty last night was, was appallingly bad. You know, you know what that I would have loved for Joe Lumley to have uh, felt like he wanted to take the penalty and then he'd come up and smash it home and celebrate in front of the Way fans. <laughs> I'm there for that. That, I'm that I'm in for that idea. <laughs> it just so be so jumbling, and he would go up to the away fans and just give it the old <laughs> salute, oh, wouldn't he? <laughs> he, he, yeah. he? He would give it the full salute, the full nine yards. He'd knee slide. It it did his old <laughs> knees up celebration, and oh, yeah, I, I want to see that. But I mean, I think the most shocked by that miss last night was Jakub Mate when you saw his yeah. face on Sky afterwards when he'd taken it. I mean, he's, could not he's, believe he's not... what he'd done because the goalie dives really early as well. The goalkeeper dives early. He sent him the wrong way. You know, he's just going straight down the middle. But, but I mean, like, I don't like. In, in fairness to Mate, he's not going to strike a ball worse. Well, he's not going to strike a ball higher than that in his career. I don't think. No, no, you know, it's one he, of those things. He, he may, he may do. We've, we've seen yeah, that's, Mate that's put true. some sky high outfits in in the past. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, talking but... of uh, well. Talking of errors, the start of the second half, Russell Martin football comes and and just absolutely kills Swansea here at the start of the second half because I have no idea how this is seen as a good idea by those down in South Wales to to try and play out from the back when you're under pressure like this. But Loom pressures the Swansea player. I don't know which Swansea player it is, but he pressures the Swansea player into giving up the ball early. Off, off a goal kick, Matt. Ince picks up the ball, and yes, it's deflected, but ugh, this is madness, surely, from a, from a Swansea perspective. It's crazy. And I think actually looking looking at reaction and comments from Swansea fans, it's a recurring theme, you know, conceding goals like this. I mean, I mean, how many times do we see, you, you know, rubbish like this under Stam? You know, I mean... Like, like as as I'm not going to go into it, but as you guys know, I've I've not been a fan of Russell Martin. I mean, even since he joined Swansea, since his Milton Keynes Dons days, I don't really think he's done anything as a manager, and yet he thinks he's, you know, the Pep Guardiola of the Championship just because his team can do five five hundred passes in a game. But like, we we saw this as well at Hull, where the defender will pass to the keeper, and then the keeper will walk out. What's the point? You, like, like, like I, 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 again, I don't know if I've missed something in, in, in maybe what teams are doing at the moment. But I mean, I don't know. It's I'd a really strange teams... one because it, it, it's... it straight away puts every other player on the field onside as well. Which yeah, that means if you do invite some pressure ball, in as well, you are it's... immediately under pressure. Which I, yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't, honestly couldn't tell you. I, I don't know why the goalkeeper doesn't play it to the defender to begin with. If you're going to do that, but I'm not sure. It's the honest but... answer. But, I mean, yeah, pass, pass that. The pass to Joe Allen is just. I mean, it's 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 ludicrous. I mean, like to be to be fair, Loom Loom deserves a lot of credit for being right on the ball and pressuring Joe Allen. You know, I mean, it was probably. I don't think Loom had that great of a game. You know, again, his passing, his touch was was all astray again. But I mean, that that one moment from him, it's the one thing he seems to do well is pressure players and use his physicality, and he do, he did that well in that moment. And you know, 
I mean, Ince picks it up and does does really well. It's a good finish. Into I can't corner. get onto the subject of Loom's passing. Uh, otherwise, I, I might. Yeah, let's let's avoid that one. We've we we've touched on it enough. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'll be well, maybe on a on a bad game where we'll probably touch on it. But yeah, we've we've. It's a good finish by Ince, though, isn't it? Paul? It's 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 really good, and I think the good thing as well. He's he's scoring more a bit more now, and he's taking he's taking more shots, which is good. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess you know everyone really knows his goal scoring pedigree that he's had in the past. You know, hopefully, you know he will start to start to pick that up again. Yeah, I mean, he shoots. He's a little bit lucky with the deflection, isn't he? But it doesn't really matter, does it? Like you say, if he doesn't shoot, make your own luck. Score and it's all about kind of like taking those opportunities. He could. There was no one else who could pass to. I think Carroll would have been offside, so he had no real option and it'd be stupid not to shoot there. So, yet again, Tom Ince is miles ahead in the player of the season, isn't he? It's at the moment still, and we're in December, there's no one even near him. It's a matter of who's going to be runner up now. It's not even a contest. Like, I don't honestly, I'm not sure if it's there's any point in the club bothering to do a vote because let's be honest here. Everyone knows it's going to be Tom Ince. We yeah, like, everyone thought he, this with Swift, right? And um, then it was the end of year. Point. It can change. It, it can, can change, change. In the last few months. Very, very. There's a lot of recency bias in and those votes. Yeah, we, we can, do. Uh... We do have a tendency to like a goalkeeper and like a defender. Oh, yeah, at this rate, Lumley. you know, Joe Lumley with his shit house yeah. I mean, it's it'll be more <laughs> a shit house award. But I mean, if I mean, you, you know, I think I, I think everyone looks at the effort that Tom Ince puts in. I mean, like, it, no, no, nobody's put in the effort that Tom Ince puts in on a weekly basis since, you know, like the days of, I'd, I'd probably say like JB, JB McEnough. He reminds me a lot of JB as well. Cause he's, he, he's, he's lost a bit of the pace now. Ince, you know, he doesn't have the blistering pace that he used to have, but he's still very good on the ball, runs his socks off and he does his talking on the pitch. JB, he, does, better, he does a lot of talking on the pitch. He yeah. No, well, maybe he not talking, shouting. Guy after. <laughs> And said, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Tom uh, moans a lot on the pitch. He's always moaning at other players, but the team let him do that because of all the effort he puts in. Yeah, but like, like, uh, yeah. like, I think, I think you've got to have, you've, you've got to sometimes have, have those leaders, right? I mean, and, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's all good having, you know, like, 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 like Yeardham and, um, Yeardham and Holmes at the back, but you've got to have a leader, you know, up the pitch. And I know it might be divisive amongst some people about how much that unsettles it. And maybe if you've gone on a bad run, you know, you mm. might end up seeing a, you know, a, a McShane and Danny Williams moment, which, you know, nobody really wants to, you know, see, see again. But, but I mean, you know, I think, I think someone's got to, you know, take hold up there and, you know, it's to be fair, he's leading by example with his performances. And, you know, if he wasn't, if he wasn't putting the effort in, if he wasn't, you know, making the runs, if he wasn't doing the running himself, you know, you'd probably look at him and say, well, you can't really make those comments and look like a grumpy kid. You know, if you're not putting in those effort, in the effort, but he is. I know so he's kind of... like the captain, Yidham, but for me, Tom Ince is our main player. He's yeah. the leader on the pitch, isn't he? 100%. Um, I don't think anyone could really argue with that one. I mean, sure people will, but for me, he's the person, if he's on his game, he can lift the whole of the team. It doesn't always work, but you feel like he drives us on, not just in a positive sense, but it is positive still. Uh, the way defensively he pushes up and presses, I think is helps us so much. Yeah. Well, and like and 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 like we say time and time again, if Ince plays well, we win. You know, and the team plays well. So after a very positive first 65 minutes yesterday, and a very positive first 25 minutes of this podcast, we now get to move on to what was the most bizarre moment 
I can remember as from last night doing, which is bringing on Baba Rahman for Yakumete at 2-0 and moving to two up front. Why did we go from 5-4-1 and playing Carroll up front on his own to 5-3-2 and putting Tom McIntyre onto the, to begin with, onto a left wing, which made absolutely zero sense, and then into central midfield? What is this substitution about? What is it meant to achieve? Like, I don't get it at all. It completely killed the game off for us. And we had zero attempts or zero even hope of holding onto the ball against Swansea after that. And all it became was attack against the fence. And it felt inevitable that Swansea were going to create chances. Something has to be in Rahman's contract. I don't get it. I do not understand what Rahman coming on was meant to do. Do you, like like something has to be in his contract, surely, about playing time. You know, we've heard it with what Bowen has said about you know they had to be, you know, clever with how they got got players in. I mean, like 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 say it's 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 a bit nonsensical. I know Ince probably had in his mind, you know, the um the the three two turnaround earlier in the season, but I mean taking taking Mate off and moving McIntyre into midfield. I mean the defense at that point it was, I mean Swansea came out actually at the start of the second half quite well, but the second goal killed it off you know they, they they made a couple of subs i think they made a triple sub at one point didn't they but like you know they weren't really weren't really getting anywhere and you know Rahman isn't really the best defensively to put it to put it nicely it's, you know to me it's so not it's, even the fact that it's Rahman who's come on though it's the it's the move it's the right? from, from yeah it's the switch mm-hmm. of formation from going from four in midfield to three in midfield against swansea who are this really high possession you know, we're going to keep passing the ball kind of team. Why are you taking a man out of the midfield? What's the logic? I think Paul Lintz saying after the match, he could see the game that was down at the Liberty or whatever it was earlier this season coming back again. And I wonder how much in his head you tried to preempt that. And by him trying to preempt it, he's made the situation even worse. I don't know why he did that. There's no explanation why we were sitting back. We didn't have to go crazy or anything. We just needed to keep playing the way we were. And we, Swansea always going to have more possession than us. But it doesn't really matter if they don't have many chances. That that's fine. But I think I think the game, the Liberty, the was a lot different. Sometimes, sometimes they work well. But last night was one of the worst. We got away with it, but it didn't help the team at all. No. No, and like, but I'm, I'm, I mean, it's like, like I said, I can't really see why. Well, I, I can see why Ince thought back to the to, to the game at the Liberty because I mean, it's gone to two nil, and you threw away two nil earlier, you know, in the season. But I mean, that game was totally different. I mean, Alex and I were there. I mean, they, they, you know, we went up two nil, but they got one back before for half time, and pretty much once they got that back, you thought this is going to be an onslaught in the second half. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be struggling here. It, it was also a very different game because of the fact that that 2-0 lead that we took away when we were at Swansea was, it was one of the most fortunate 2-0 leads because they'd already created three or four really good chances before we even scored the first one or the second one. Whereas yesterday, maybe Swansea had one good chance in 65 minutes to score. They, they weren't creating chances at will. So to change the game, to try and preempt something that Swansea were going to try and check, like it didn't make sense. Um, and it, it meant that Swansea just held onto the ball so much for the next 15 minutes or so, up until we changed the system again. Um, and after 70 minutes, Swansea did actually finally get, you know, a cross in. And Perot 
Good header from Pro. Really good save from Lumley this ball uh, to push it onto the bar. But Cullen taps it home. And I mean, I've watched the replay of this. I think that they it's really obvious that as soon as Babarama came on, Swansea started targeting the left-hand side and just putting crosses into in between him and Saar. So it seemed inevitable that one was going to fall to Swansea. Yeah, um, unfortunately, you're absolutely right there. I, but the marking was abysmal. I mean, was there any real marking there for that goal? I mean, the first of all, the header for Pro. I mean, like you say, fantastic save from Lumley. So a little bit unlucky the way the ball hit the post. If it's like a couple of inches, it will go out probably for a throw-in or a corner. But still, the follow-up is so slow on Cullen. I mean, Yedem does react, but it's way too late. And those are the little moments that could make a difference in a game when it's 1-0 or... But I don't know. I, I just find our defending from set pieces still or any crosses into the box just it's, really, yeah, it's deep crosses, really worrying. Deep, deep crosses and set pieces from, from further out. Just There's a lot... There's a, it feels like there's a real lack of communication. It's, Matt, I mean, you mentioned it to me earlier on about the fact that it just doesn't feel like... Rahman has done anything to alert Saar to the fact that there's someone behind him. No. And he's trying to cover two players on his own, like without any without any kind of like communication to the rest of the line. It doesn't make any sense. Saar, I'm not going to like, I can't really give a free pass to Saar because ultimately I think he should probably be aware that someone's running in behind him anyway. But it's both of them have like need to take quite a lot of culpability for that, I think. Yeah, I mean to be to be honest, I think you know Bubba Saar and I think Yeardham as well. I think you know share a lot of responsibility in 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 the goal altogether. I mean, from from the three of them, it's pretty pathetic, really. And this, you know, sorry, just to, before you mention, doesn't even this doesn't even account for the fact that we haven't even mentioned the fact that Loom lost the ball on the edge of the area with a, oh, with a dreadful, dreadful pass, chased the ball around for twenty seconds, put himself out of position, which meant that Swansea were able to get the cross in in the first place. Sorry, oh, carry on. Sorry, yeah, no, no. I think yeah, Loom Loom can't get off with, with that goal as well because it's just, it's just another account. I mean, we've spoken about it a thousand times already. His passing, but you know, off um, number hundred and three or something of the bad passes in uh, the Saar book. But um, but I mean, in in fairness to Perot, it's a really good run because he actually holds off and he's he's outside of the box. He's 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 pr- there's probably like four or five people closer to the goal than he is when he when when the ball actually is out on the left. But I mean, if 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 you're Bubba Rahman, you know, you know, you've got a guy behind you, you know, you and to be fair, the the back three is shifted quite quite far over towards the ball as well. I think Saar is, you know, the left centre back, and he's almost on the cent um on 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 the penalty spot. You know, he's got to be fur- further back over because, like, you know, like to, to be fair, any any header that you know comes in in front of Rahman there. Rahman's never winning because, you know, Perot's going to have the run on him. He's not going to be able to stop him. You know, he's got a player behind him as well. So, you know, by all accounts. Perot was Sars man there, but Yedom's got to do uh, not Yedom. Rahman's got to do some communication there to Sar to at least pull him a bit closer to him, you know, because Sar is almost standing on on the heels of of Holmes, you know. So he's 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 got to do something there to pull Sar back or just let him know that you know there's a bit of a gap here. You need to move back because I've got a player behind me, and you know you've got Perot here who's unaccounted for. Everyone pretty much had had a man there to cover. And nobody picked them up. You know, Lumley makes a great save, but then you know you got the count of Yeardham, who I'm, I I can't even understand what Yeardham's doing. And I know it's harder for a for a, for a defender to cover off, you know, a running on player, but Yeardham's got to do better 
at some point, you know, he's really got to follow in the man there and get a ball away. It's it's dreadful. Really. Ultimately, cool. I think it's pretty disappointing from three, four players there. Really, I don't think Lumley comes away with any kind of like credit um, for the defending. And they scored, and the inevitability, which kind of like set upon the stadium for that final twenty minutes, was Swansea are one hundred percent going to get an equaliser and probably go on and win here. And you could not escape that in the crowd yesterday. Uh, they carried on pressuring, and I couldn't understand as soon as we conceded why we didn't make another sub. Like, why didn't Zhao come on at seventy minutes? He's probably our best player in terms of winning fouls type the field. I would have loved to have seen Zhao come on for the final 20 minutes. Um, and Benway and Long come on at 80 minutes. Swansea hadn't really created that many more big opportunities by that point. And they do keep pressuring for the final 20 minutes. And the, the biggest chance that Swansea get, I think, falls to Harry Darling, I think it is, in injury time. And it's from a free kick. And Paul, this is a really another really big chance and the shape in the last 20 minutes just kind of it didn't fall to pieces necessarily but we just didn't we it just it just looked like chaos yeah it was it was chaos and darling should score there um uh, it's an absolute sitter isn't it really if he heads that anywhere else two yards either side or lumley and it's probably a goal because he's so close in but he didn't um that's the only positive i can take out of that because it was shambolic defending. There's no one near him. The nearest player to him was Shane Long. And if that's a situation when you're defending a set piece in the 94th minute, something's gone seriously wrong. That, that That's not a good scenario. But we take it. We move on. We then have Norwich away. I mean, it's going to be tough, isn't it? But I just want to course, yeah. Norwich have sacked Dean Smith. Yeah, Inevitably, of course. <laughs> Because I think that I think was that the fifth manager that we've played this season, where they've sacked the managers just before we've played them. It... Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's something I just want to go back to. Like, I think another reason why we're so nervous is in the crowd was our record against Swansea overall. Was it one win in twenty-two games we had against them? I think it was just last that game last season was the only one we've had yeah. since like two thousand and five or something stupid. Uh, let's be honest, that playoff final still haunts all of us. We can like try and forget about it, but it does. But actually, in the last couple of years, we've actually had a few couple of games which have damaged them. So I'm quite happy with that. But yeah, Norwich. The Russell Martin effect. <laughs> it is indeed. You're absolutely right there. Your your biggest, uh, yeah, yeah, you love him. Absolutely love him. Norwich, so- go and get him quick. We might get a win against you at the weekend then. <laughs> yeah, oh, weekend exactly on Friday. Beaten twice in a week. That would be beautiful. <laughs> I will, I will point be out, if Norwich do get Russell Martin, we can just look at the end of the game last night because Joe Lumley celebrated in front of the away fans. Russell Martin took quite a lot of exception to this. He was not impressed, was he? Um, it's just classic Russell Martin, that though. It's just throwing your toys out of the pram for no reason. And then he had a go at his players afterwards for, 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 for the fact that none of his players had a problem with Lumley like celebrating at, at the end. And it's just like, give over, mate. You've, you've got the ego of like, like, like a Jose, um, Jose Mourinho on steroids. And yet you're a crap championship manager. Just face it. You've been Lumley. Get over it. Podcast name right find, there. Someone needs to find Joe Lumley on the on Cameo or Frills or whatever it was that Paul Lynch recorded his on and get Lumley to do that. 
and I'm sure someone will someone will uh, pony up a, a little fundraiser for that. Yeah, as Paul said, we've got Norwich on Friday uh, live on Red Button, I believe, Friday evening. Matt, it's difficult to get much of a score prediction, I think, because obviously Norwich are playing very inconsistently. Now I've sacked their manager. It genuinely feels like it could be any score on Friday. And we're playing away away from home. We're being positively abysmal away from home, really, this season. I think what, what was have we got? I think only one or two wins. Oh, was it three wins? Oh, as many as three. Oh, blimey. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's get a number generator and pick out some numbers. Um, uh, five three, five three, Reading. There you go. There's my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? What's your random number generator say? Uh, I'm going to go for 1-0. Why not? Yeah, because like you've, we've all know, uh, we're 20 Ooh, boring number generator. Table, so we're really bad away from home. But Norwich are not very good. But the tossers have fucking sucked, sacked their manager, haven't they? Absolute shithouses, that's what I say. <sighs> I, Actually, I'm going to go it's, for 4-1 Norwich just because it could be any score and might as well predict us to lose. And that way I'll be pleased when we don't. Let's let's just hope it's a positive result as for 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 um the the man household because otherwise it might be a difficult night for Paul on Friday <laughs> night. So all Reading players, do it for Paul, please. Yeah, yeah, do it for me. Nobody else. Just think of my <laughs> house in RG One. Just focus on that, lads. Yeah, put it up on the dressing room wall. Yeah, we'll be back on Saturday with a review of the Norwich game. And a review of 2022 as a whole. Can you believe a lot has happened this year? We'll be back on Saturday to review it all. But so much has happened since Derby on the 3rd of January or whatever it was. And we conceded in the last minute. It's been a long year. It's been a very long year. Jacob will be back at some point before the Norwich game with a preview. And we will speak to you all very, very soon. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Christmas. If you're off from work. Have a lovely time off if you're working. Hope it's quiet. And that's all from me. I'll pass you to Paul because he's still got something to say. Just want to finish with this. 180.